0: i i rebirthed a new version of my life in a lady's toilet and my body just went you are not living this lie anymore i absolutely reject that grief is not the price we pay for love grief is love
1: hello soul surgery viewers thank you so much for coming to watch this week's video i am beyond excited to share with you This interview that I have done with the incredible Donna Lancaster. Donna has been working with human beings for 25 years. She began as a social worker in child protection, went on to train in group facilitation and transformation. She is trained as a Hoffman facilitator. She's trained in constellation work an Imago relationship counselor. And she is known as the Queen of Grief. Donna's work is all about diving deeply into the wounds that we are holding in our body, leaning in and healing and feeling it all as the gateway and portal to our greatest transformation and our capacity and ability to love and live in joy. It could not be a more apt conversation to be having right now with what is going on in our world. The top three greatest gifts that you will get from today's interview are how the very thing that we are running from, the very pain, the uncomfortableness that we are running from in trying to build our happy life out there is the very portal to everything that we want and to remembering to who we really are, which is love and joy and expansion. Donna also speaks about how cultivating a spiritual practice in our life being able to get on our knees and ask for help when we are at that rock bottom is one of the greatest pivotal moments in our life the humblest moments in our life where a completely new possibility can come so I hope you find this as nourishing and powerful and useful as I had It was such a joy meeting Donna, so enjoy. Please do comment at the bottom of the video. Let me know if you have any great insights to listening to this interview, any big moments of healing. Share with me anything that comes to you and I will respond. And please do subscribe to Soul Surgery to support this beautiful work to go out further into the world and help as many people as we can come home to who we truly are. Thank you. Hi, Donna. Thank Hi, you so much for coming to speak with me on soul surgery. I know my viewers are going to be really, really looking forward to learning from you and watching this video back to speak about grief and transformation. Mm, you are my known, favorite subjects. You are known, or you have definitely been uh, co- introduced to me as the queen of grief, which I think is an awesome title. Yeah. <laughs>
0: as i said before i've I've
1: been called worse well i think it's an amazing compliment to be honest because it's a huge huge holding and something that i think every single human being can learn from and needs to learn about so why don't you start by sharing with us donna how did you get into this work and why does it mean so much to you
0: yeah um First of all, just as you know, Nikki, I'm having a bit of a hot flush, so my glasses are a little bit steamy, so forgive me if I keep taking them off, because I can't see otherwise.
1: It's really um, fine, it's really yeah, fine. Very the, human. The more um, humanness we can bring here, the more permission to everyone else that they can be human too.
0: <laughs> absolutely, thank you. So um, I got into this work, um, like many people, through um, my own struggles, and um, I've had a very varied career, I've worked in very you know loads of different settings with loads of different people from all walks of life and uh and really um you know what really led me to be particularly interested in working with grief is my own uh so-called depression um Mm -hmm. having been diagnosed in my uh early 20s with uh depression and then for 20 years on and off having um Uh, you know carrying that label and not really understanding what that meant and I was a really functioning you know depressive I had a career I had a family you know Mm -hmm. the car the house etc etc but um, it was really me starting to get curious about am I really is this really depression or is this something else and that's when I really uh, first started to really understand that I wasn't suffering from depression I was suffering from unprocessed grief And that's really what led me to do this work.
1: Wow. That is, that is a a powerful opening to this interview. I wasn't suffering from depression. I was suffering from unprocessed grief. I have always, always felt the same, that at the root of depression is just a a huge amount of unprocessed pain and emotion. So why did not you share with us, what is grief? Like what, what is it and, and why do we find it so hard to process it? Yeah. So,
0: so, I mean, grief in its definition is a natural reaction to any kind of loss. Yes. So and I will say that twice to let it land with people. It's a natural reaction to any yes. kind of loss. Yes. Yes. You know, I loved what I heard you saying today on your Instagram stories around death. That people think of uh, grief as related to bereavement—the loss and death of somebody else—they laughed yes. and and um, really, you know, not recognizing that there are so many deaths yes. as part of being human, and that we are not taught how to process those deaths and the related emotions, grief that come with that.
1: Yes, and
0: um, that is what causes so much. Uh, pain and suffering in the world is it is unprocessed pain actually Uh, there's so many layers to that to that question and the answer to that question as I believe because I think we're not generally taught how to be with emotions so Mm -hmm. so generally our parents weren't taught and their parents before them and that gets passed down through the generations of this kind of inability to be with anything that's considered to be you know negative yep. emotions yeah uncomfortable it's absolutely uncomfortable and 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 we're really you know we're in this culturally this trap where we label things as good and bad you know so these feelings are good and these feelings are bad and so Mm. there's that part of it the kind of the the kind of uh passed down through the generations the beliefs about emotional release and being with emotions and healing and then there's also the societal brainwashing that takes place you know Mm -hmm. on a deeper level Mm-hmm. we are not we are being brainwashed to kind of to feed that kind of you need to feel this knowing yeah. that we can never just feel this so yes. the consumer machine says to us only feel <laughs> happy only be beautiful only be young yes. and of course none of those things are possible because uh, as you as you well know you know that 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 we are so multi-layered and also we're meant to age and we're meant to grow and we're meant to change and we're meant, yes. you know on and on and on but we're we're sold this package of yes. perfection um, and happiness yeah. so, of course, when that doesn't work, because it's not mm-hmm. meant to, then we have a bigger hole inside us. And then we buy more stuff and we drink more stuff and we snort yeah. more stuff, whatever our drug of choice is. Yeah. Um. And then so the cycle carries on. And that's yes. very, you know, happy capitalists.
1: Yes. <laughs> I, I knew there was a reason why we were speaking. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, you know, human beings are living in a perpetual state of survival, the survival of getting away from the pain to be happy. and yeah. And it's always something else. It's something else, and it's something else. And we're just constantly looking out here to try and fix something rather than learning how to be with. And in the process, we're missing the life. And, yeah. you know, you said at the beginning, you know, grief is a natural response to loss Mm. and to to live also involves some form of risk of losing absolutely to love is to risk some form of losing so you know i i hear you speak about the connection between heart love and grief so you know behind grief is a broken heart so can you speak about your process of healing that through the grief itself is the transformation is the heart can you speak more about that Mm. oh
0: so we're going right in deep straight away i love it
1: yeah why not why not
0: i love you i like your style nikki so um yeah absolutely the 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 grief is a portal, it really is. And so many people, it's an access point. And so many people, because of all what we've just spoken about and many other layers as well, um, they don't want to go anywhere near it. So they'll do anything to avoid going through that portal. And, you know, as we know, with transformation, the only way is through. And all of these, um, and, and, you know, people talk about it being too painful. I don't want to look at it. I don't want to go anywhere near it. Yes. But as I say in my work, Nikki, with the, you know, thousands of people that I've worked with now, is there's nothing more painful than living half a life.
1: And avoidance, absolutely.
0: And just existing, because this is the thing is that people are so scared of the death of something, um, parts of themselves or another person. They're so scared of that. And yet they live like they're dead.
1: Yes. And it's the fear of the unknown, because if we let go, even if what we know is causing us so much unsatisfaction, unfulfillment and pain, suffering, the fear of not knowing what could be or where that would take us to let that go is so big that we will will stay there. We'll, we'll trade our life in for that.
0: Absolutely. And, and, and it's, it's really, I understand it because I've also lived it. Yeah. Um, and, and yet, you know, and that's why I feel so passionate about my work because it so doesn't have to be that way. And that really, you know, I always say to people, if you look really closely at your wound, if you dare to look, at your wound, not around it, under it, over it, into it, you will see a doorway, a portal. And if you go through that portal, what, what lies on the other side is the gift. And so many people are not aware of this gift. It's like they're mystical somewhere over the rainbow. And it's because they don't know how to be with their own pain, go through, recognize it's a process. And then there on the other side, it's the gold, you know? And it, you know, yes. what does that mean? It's different for everybody, but there are elements that are the same. Because when you really, truly do your grief work, you come back to your truth. You come back to who yes. you are. It's about forgetting to remembering. you come back to a place where you everything starts to make sense, and it's yes. really that from that place of authenticity and truth and essentially love that we are love, and no shoes or man or woman is going to check you don't need any of that. you know it's yes. like, oh yeah, we're love, you know, yes, and people like to when they're still living in their neck up, as I call it, they like to cynical and and ridicule that and that's okay because when you're living here which is very painful to just live here yes. um neck up is that that that's the safest way for people to not look at the portal yes is to, is to ridicule it and call yes. it woo woo and now oh, you're hippie or whatever all those labels and it's like that that's just part of someone's process really is the resistance and uh, avoidance
1: yes actually so let's talk about that because i think that's I think that's a really useful topic because most people don't know they're in avoidance. They don't even know that they're, they're in resistance. They just think that's normal. Yes. That's just normal, right? So, you know, particularly when I look back on the big points of grief for me, when I've lost a baby, when my marriage ended, like big, big, big sort of life changes uh, grief impacted my body, my, it impacted me in, in so many different ways. Um, so how can, how can we help people recognize that there's grief there, there's, there's, there's processing there to happen that they can't really see, they just think that their behaviors or patterns uh, are just the way that it is?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really, uh, part of it is through the body, I mean, this is the thing is that the body is so wise, but we have to stop long enough to listen and we have to, you know, to be still long enough to feel what's going on in the body. But I always say, you know, the body will, it's so wise, and it's such a truth seeking missile that it will, it will eventually you can ignore or, or deny or even be oblivious to your own unprocessed pain and your own, um, heartbreaks etc but the body eventually will bring you to your knees and you know yes. metaphorically and sometimes it, in my case literally you know it was it was a um, you know when I really had a panic attack in the ladies toilet at work very glamorous but um I was actually thinking about this Nikki about how perfect because that's you know you hear about these women that don't realize they're pregnant and then they end up having a baby in a, a ladies loo and I yeah. thought that is actually what i did is i i rebirthed a new version of my life in a lady's toilet and my body just went you are not living this lie anymore yes and it brought me to my knees and it was i always call it humility street i was nose down in humility street and yes. it was it was an awakening it really was so wow.
1: yeah gosh that's so powerful you know i th- when i think back the same for me every single massive gateway for me my body told me first and when we're in the body we're out of the mind and the body gets us back into the now and that's where we feel and that's where exactly. we get to to start to actually heal yes. yeah i i um i just don't think culturally we're taught about grief and we're not we're not taught about this that it is actually part of life to, for things to end for us, for continually letting go, you know, I remember when the tsunami happened, and because I'm from Southeast Asia, and I remember watching so many. Um, my mother was in Malaysia at the time, and so many um, people from their local communities wailing in the side of the street at the end and the loss, and and how it was just so natural for them to go there that quickly. Mm. And then very quickly, like within weeks, they were already beginning to rebuild. Yes. Yes. And I was like, wow, like that culturally, that is such a different way to deal with life and death.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So talk to me about like when you're working with people, do you you find that you have to kind of break down that cultural conditioning? Yes yeah with many
0: people that is the case and especially uh, as well with men because you've got also got that into the into the dynamic but um around you know the softer emotions etc so um absolutely we have to break through through those those kind of or the, the people themselves have to dare to kind of let their guards down enough to to feel their grief and like we, we just talked about the access point is also the body and so we do a lot on the the bridge retreat which is the work that I do now is that we really support the body to bring the emotions up to the surface yes. and so that people can safely uh release them so, um you know in terms of things like grief you know really like you've just spoken about so beautifully Nikki like a, a real grief cry is primal primal it's not quiet it's not quiet when yes. you really allow yourself beyond conditioning to access your grief it is primal it is loud yes. it is yes. raw and yes. if you've ever made that sound yousel- yourself yourself you or you've heard it it is it's really yeah it's like it's animal it really is yes. animal and so yes. on the bridge you know you know people a lot of british people they kind of you know, it's so hard, they're so conditioned to not make sound. Yes. So we work a lot with sound, like getting people just through things like chanting and using the vocal cords in singing in different ways to start being more comfortable yes. with sound so that then they can, they can start to really let, let out their own grief cry.
1: Yes. You know? And I think there's this really big fear I certainly hear this a lot with with the people I work with that if they allowed themselves to feel it, it would break them in, into it would break mm. them apart and mm. I remember when I lost my second baby and I actually allowed myself i fully surrendered to the grief mm. and and I, it did feel like it was it was breaking my body in, mm. in into pieces, but at the same time, I found myself he, you know, grieving parts of my childhood, parts of things that I hadn't healed with my mother. Like as I was grieving one thing, my loss of my baby, all these other things started to flow through. Mm, yeah. And then, just in that moment when I thought my heart was kind of breaking apart, this incredible experience of love started coming through, and it was mm. this. It's such such an incredible phenomenon. It's hard to really conceptualize. And to believe it can be true that in the same moment of pain can be love, like yeah. real allowance and freedom of pain can be love.
0: Yes, because yes. grief is love, Nikki. This, this is the thing yeah. that, you know, that, that saying that people say um, grief is the price you pay for love. And I absolutely reject that. Grief is not the price we pay for love. Grief is love. Yes. You know, so, so in your example of losing a baby, yes. you are honoring that spirit's life yes. by the level of your grief. You are yes. honoring the life that had um, left, you know, is, is, is basically saying you matter, you yes. know, you matter that life mattered. Yes. And that level of grief is a form of love. It yes. really is. And people just, again, they don't recognize it. it's not a price. It yes. comes with the package of love. Again, it's like yes. good feelings, bad feelings. No, yes. love includes grief.
1: Yes, they actually create one creates the yes. other, and then it creates. exactly. It's not replacing or fixing, and that that essentially, I literally just wrote this in the book I'm writing. The difference between fixing and healing. Healing is something that grows out of something else. It's a mm. it's a, an alive, evolving process. They can't mm. exist without each other. You can't you can't come through the rebirth without having gone through the wound and they have to be it's simultaneously present with each other absolutely
0: absolutely and when your Mm. heart breaks it also opens yes you know by very definition a heartbreak is an opening you know and what many people do is they go "Mm," like this because they can't they they can't bear it and then they carry inside them heartbreak after heartbreak after heartbreak and that is Exhausting, not only is it incredibly painful, but it is absolutely exhausting dragging yourself through life with 10, 20, significant heartbreaks as part of the human condition because we all experience loss yes and um, with nowhere where do you go with that of course you go yes. into depression it's, of course you go into anxiety of course you go into all the physical ailments you know the IBS the migraines the lower back <sighs> pain etc yes just because your body can't bear that level of unprocessed pain
1: yes it's, it's not meant
0: to you know yes. our tears are there for a reason yes
1: and and, and- And the amount of energy it takes to keep it closed like that. Because the heart, it actually wants to open.
0: Absolutely.
1: So we use so much of our energy without consciously knowing it just to keep it shut like that. And that robs so much life. It robs you of your life force. And that
0: is the thing is if you've got so much pain in your heart, what people do is shut down, shut down, shut down. So then they own, they have to live in their head and then they either neglect their body or they treat it like a machine. You know, just because you go to the gym five days or yoga five, seven days a week, it doesn't mean that you live in your body. Mm -hmm. That's the difference, you know? And again, it's like, it's like really recognizing that these are ways that people can avoid. If you don't live, really live in your body, you can avoid the heart the pain of the heart um but only for so long
1: yes and 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 at what cost you know i ask that always because most of the time almost one of those common things people will say to me before they take the leap to come and do the deeper healing is how will i know will you give me the guarantee will it be okay i'm like well actually there is no guarantee the only choice you have is to either choose to stay where you are Mm -hmm. Or to take the risk into the unknown and not know, but, but it's what, and, and choose that it's worth it because what is the cost if you don't, you know, when a, when a heart is, is like held shut like that, you may be protecting yourself from the pain, but also nothing else can come in
0: absolutely you become a closed system and it is you know we are meant to give and receive love it is that beautiful flow like like you were saying it's this you know and it's like how can that happen when you you know clamp uh, closed your your heart shut again and again and again it yes. just is possible yes. and then and then people get into all sorts of trouble because they're trying to give love but they find it too painful to receive love yes you know
1: yes yes mm-hmm. and and this you know I'm really seeing this now, and I do want to get on to this current times, but first, I just seeing this that, that life really is just this con it constant changes like the, the that 's the only constant is that life will keep changing, and with that is endings and then beginnings and endings and beginnings, and I think you know the greatest learning is to know that we are we're, our natural way to be is to continually be evolving and changing. Absolutely. And, and so f- by allowing yourself to grieve, you know, in Chinese medicine, where well, I've also, I also trained in Chinese medicine, grief is about the lungs and the lungs is about death and, and about letting go. And when we grieve, we let go of that version of ourself or that stage of our life or that belief that we have. And, and then it opens into, something completely new mm-hmm. you know like isn't it remarkable watching people come through the other side and it's like exquisite. watching a it's like a butterfly coming out of a cocoon right
0: yeah it's exquisite
1: yeah so that process of going into the wound opens up the possibility of transformation absolutely
0: and it's also that thing nikki is like we You know, if you broke an arm, if someone breaks an arm, they trust that with the right support, a cast... And holding it in a sling that they trust that the miracle of the human body the miracle that that bone will heal it will re um merge and it will yes. uh, come together again as whole yes. they trust that on a physical level but they don't trust the miracle of the human and spiritual beings that we are that yes. you've got on an emotional level that it's almost like if you believe in god or the universe or a higher power that god would go okay um you can i'll show you, I'll, I'll create it so that you can your leg will heal but you won't be able to heal about any heartbreaks you know it's oh. like it's just not going to happen you know that we have a natural system as part of being human as part of being spiritual beings to heal our wounds and that is really um yeah where the magic is but we don't trust it we yes. because of all the things that we've talked about
1: yes and so that brings That brings us perfectly to now. Here we are in this enormous unfolding. Um, I don't think any of us can quite believe how big this really is. Uh, And with that is huge, huge levels of breaking down, um, not just our personal lives, but our future dreams. Um, some people are losing, uh, you know, whole businesses. Their individual lives. There's a huge breakdown, and then on a collective level, there's breakdown. And so there's a lot of grief mm. that's coming up and being being invited to be processed. So can you speak about how how we can posi- how how we can help people right now in changing the relationship to what's happening right now. So it's not just this terrible survival thing that we have to get through, but Mm. then we might be able to, to grow or heal through this in some way. Yeah.
0: It's a tricky one, Nikki, because, you know, if you don't have uh, a spiritual dimension to your life, if you just have, you know, this is it, there's a pandemic, look at us, we're all losing stuff. If you look at life through that lens, you're going to suffer, Oof. really, really suffer. And I understand that lens. As I said, yes. I've lived, lived it myself. But then when you bring in the spiritual dimension to a global suffering as we're going through, it brings with it a bigger and a deeper understanding of what is trying to happen here. And like you said, all the things that we've already talked about but on a global level, death, life as we know it, is dying as we have known it for yes. something, an opportunity for something to be reborn, but we can't jump fast track into the
1: rebirth without mm-hmm. the process of grief. Exactly, we have to let, painfully, we have to be here first. We have to let it all crumble
0: yes. um,
1: somehow. And yeah, my, my teacher always uses this um, saying, which I find very powerful, you know, life can be a torture chamber, or the greatest school you've ever been in. <laughs> that's yeah. like, yeah. if we keep sort of trying to stop the breakdown, like, oh, like, yes. let me do whatever I can. Yeah. Oh, it's so much suffering. It's so painful. I, I yes. know that one too. Yeah, exactly. But the kind of courage that's required to yes. just go, okay, let, let this happen somehow. Yes. Surrender.
0: Yeah. And this is the thing is that it really is, you know, when I've been asked this question many times and I'm not a traditionally religious person and I have great respect for anybody that has that particular faith. But I have an absolute trust and faith in something bigger than us. You know yes. that something more powerful, more knowing, more wise than little old me and little old you and all these other little uh, people running around. You know, and mm-hmm. um, and so I I find uh, you know when people ask me what, but how can I begin? And I say on your knees. You know, and really, uh, for me, that is a form of prayer and prayer, in, again, not to uh, a traditional God, unless that's meaningful to you. But really, as an act of surrender and humility to get down on your knees and say, help me, I don't know how to do this, please help me. Yes. And my experience has shown me, um, and working with people for 30 years now, my own life experiences. when you really, from a hum- humble place, ask for help. You yes. will receive it you will receive some person will come in your life, some kind of guide, something will happen to you that will show you your next step and yes. maybe only be one step but that will be enough to turn you into a different uh, into a different path you know yes. so I think prayer is so important and that act of surrender that you talked about and then it is about learning to be with our feelings you know learning um you know one of my great teachers david rico he always says you you sit with a um a painful feeling a minute more than you can stand yeah and then the next day or the next hour you sit with it two minutes and then three minutes and then you expand and just like that beautiful example you gave when you were grieving the loss of your baby yes. is that it literally as you expand into the grief it works its magic on you and it does what it's meant to do and it's alchemy wow. you know, it really is alchemy God,
1: you know, as you're speaking, I can just feel it all being activated, that it actually does feel like alchemy when you're yes. in that process. Yes. And, uh, it's like fi- the fibers of all the holding on just starts dissolving and breaking down and something in you just, just opens, expands just yes. so much bigger. And, yes. and it begins with one step. It begins, it begins with one step, but it has to, you know, if you're
0: trying to figure out your troubles and the global troubles with uh, watching the news, reading the news and, and from the neck up, good luck with that. You know, it, it really isn't. The, these are matters of the heart. They are yes. matters of the soul. And so you can't just as a heart, when a heart breaks, the only place that is the point of healing is the heart. And yes. we go through the body to the heart. Yes. And it's the same. You cannot figure, figure this out with your mind. Uh, yes, of course, the mind has a role, but it's not going to provide the healing that you need. And that's why I really encourage people in whatever way is meaningful for them to develop a spiritual practice, whatever that means to you. I'm not interested in labels, but whatever that means to you to find a way to build your resilience, your inner resilience and your faith faith in what that something bigger is trying to take place here that yes. we don't understand and we're maybe not meant to understand
1: yes so let's let's go into that a little bit more someone is at the crusp of losing their whole business their whole dream or the, what they thought was their dream um, there's not much money in the bank and they're on their knees
0: mm. what
1: can you advise them to begin Taking on a, a new way of living, a spiritual practice. What? How can they begin?
0: So I think that, like I said, that when they're on, when you're on your knees, it's a good position to start praying, um, in whatever way you want to do that. And um, but then I think sometimes it's also having the humility to recognise that we need somebody to guide us at these points, at these yes. points where there is an opening. And the wound is open and you can't see it as a portal you just feel it as a wound and we all know how painful that is is that mm. sometimes you need someone to hold your hand and be that a, a mentor or a therapist or a yes. coach and you know somebody to mm. kind of say it's okay you know I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna guide you I'm gonna hold your hand as, as you come into a place of your own healing so I think that mm. Sometimes people try to do the kind of warrior thing. Again, I know that one of push on through. I'll okay, I'll face my wound, I'll thrash through this portal, oh. you know. And it's like it doesn't come. It's really what we're talking about here is the divine feminine. Yes. You know, we're really talking about divine feminine energy and you can't push through this toxic masculine mm-hmm. energy, which we as women have also uh swallowed as well. So we yes. really have to lean into divine feminine energy and to go in in and through from that place and that includes men as well
1: asking asking for help reaching out allowing ourselves to receive um, letting go of trying to be the worry and doing it on your own and, and and trusting that through that one step at a time we can start start moving in a new direction. Absolutely.
0: And and you know, Nikki, the role, the 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 key role of gratitude. You know, when you are in emotional pain, you can forget to be grateful. And it's absolutely essential that you are grateful at that point. Yes. That you can feel your heart smashed into a million pieces and still look at the sky and see the beauty in that color blue of that sky, or still yes. look into your child's eyes and say This child is here in this room with me as my heart smashes into a million pieces. Gratitude is a spiritual practice. You know, you want a a simple start, start with gratitude. But it needs to be heartfelt. Mm. It has to land in the heart. Again, it's not, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm happy, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. No, (laughs) that's not what we're talking about, is it? absolutely
1: if you can just even let that one moment land in your heart it's like I always speak about it. it's like that tiny crack of light that just starts to break through that dark room and it just transforms the whole space with absolutely. that light. absolutely absolutely
0: yes. I know when recently I um I uh you know somebody had uh, died not I didn't know them but I knew of them and um and I really felt the sadness of of this person dying um, for some particular reason. It really touched me, Um, And uh, even though I didn't know them. And I remember I had a a cup of coffee in front of me, and I was really, really crying, and it was obviously resonating with my own pain and loss. I was really crying, and then I saw this cup that my friend had had made for me. And it was just this huge gratitude of like, here I am drinking a delicious cup of coffee in this cup that was made for me with such love. And my heart is breaking.
1: Yes. Yes. You know, I, I, I think hindsight is such a gift, isn't it? When I look back now over the last 20 years for me, you know, every single moment that I have been courageous enough to allow myself to be on my knees and break Mm -hmm. has has been the greatest, greatest moments of healing and, and transformation for me. And once you can do it, once you do the first time, there's a certain level yeah. of trust that's built yeah, absolutely. In, in life and in yourself. Absolutely. That, and so when it happens again, you're, you're never that person who doesn't know that you can go through this. Yes. And I just think that human beings are the most remarkably powerful resilient just spirits and if we just knew this we are capable of of growing through everything and healing so much and and i wouldn't change anything you know would you look back on any part of being on your knees and would you change it if you could go back
0: no i've got my little fan going now because i'm hot i love your (laughs) car I wouldn't change any of it, Nikki. I wouldn't change one moment. And I, you know, anybody that has read about my life and I've, you know, like many people, I've lived through a lot of trauma and I've have experienced a lot of loss, which is yes. why I'm so passionate about grief. As this really, it's like a golden ticket, you know, in yes. Charlie's Chocolate Factory. It it really is, and it's like I wouldn't change any of it because you and I would not be here having this conversation, doing the no. work that we're doing, no. and that we believe passionately in. If we hadn't have experienced pain and suffering, yes, and, and it is it it is truly. I believe, you know, the, the wonderful Richard Rohr, he calls it necessary suffering because human beings are creatures of comfort. If we don't suffer, we will not grow. If we yes. don't grow, we will not evolve. You yes. know? and We are here to grow, to learn and, and to remember that we are love, you know, yes. so we need necessary suffering as part of that.
1: Yes there's a beautiful saying in uh, Chinese medicine the bigger the front the bigger the back mm. and i really i really live i can really experience that in my life you know that the greater the pain the the greater the capacity for love and compassion yes,
0: yes. and joy i mean yes. this is the thing cuz sometimes when people say to oh you're the queen of grief and they expect this sort of you know weary a kind of heavy <laughs> burdened woman to come in, and then I, I'm there and I'm full of joy and light. So I'm bright, yeah. joyful. <laughs>
1: because,
0: it, as you said, you know, it's so much light gets in when you dare to go there. Yes. You dare to have the courage to go there, it's just the light gets in and in and in, and you feel so much because you've dared to feel so much deep grief. You just feel so much joy. I feel mm. so joyous. We're yeah. alive,
1: yes. you know,
0: and, it's, and that is no small whole thing yes. and um yeah so I think don't forget the joy it's love which is part of love of course anyway yeah but um it's certainly it sounds really heavy but in it, it it's the irony of and the beauty of it is that it results in such lightness yes. Such lightness
1: oh I'm going to leave it at that. That is such a beautiful way to finish and such an important thing for people to be reminded of and to know. And so I just want to thank you so much for coming to speak oh, to me and to all my soul surgery viewers and, and everyone who comes to watch this. Um, when I think of you as the queen of grief, I just feel the power of your heart and your love. And, and cause you really do, Have to love so big to hold that space for the grief, and so I just I'm just been so wonderful to finally meet you and to feel feel your love across the screen. Thank thank you you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you. I really, (laughs) really, I'm just very grateful for you asking me to speak about my my passion, my subject of passion, which is grief.
1: Yes, and if anyone, when we're ready, when we're able to come back into like human meeting please go and do the bridge it is a I've heard the most remarkable remarkable feedback about your your transformational retreat so many friends of mine have gone on it um and I I just couldn't be a stand for it more so thank you for doing that work
0: uh, thank you yeah it's a, it's a like your work Nikki it's holding people's hand as they step through yes. And uh yeah what more could we ask for so, do you
1: have any webinars or workshops that you are going to be offering soon that people can access online that we can talk yeah, about?
0: yeah i'm i'm kind of at the moment i'm i'm busy writing uh, up some different things because obviously online i'm very much uh you know working with people face to face usually like yourself so i'm just doing some some uh packages to, that we can offer online and some different trainings and things um, but mm-hmm. the best way is to just uh, either sign up for our newsletter the, the bridge or, okay. or just check out you know on social media or whatever so okay
1: amazing yeah. thank you so i'll be putting all the links at the bottom of the page anyway so everybody can access that but thank, thank you so you. much for coming it's nice. been wonderful oh it's been so nice to meet you
0: thank you okay lots of love